Alright everybody, welcome to episode 4 of the Renegade EDC podcast. Once again, my name is Chris and I am your host. So we are going to be continuing today on the top 10 list of my knives for this year and we're going to be delving into two more knives. Uh, so in the last episode, uh, we talked about the ProTech um, and Ferrum Forge collaboration with the Mordax and the ProTech Malibu. Today, um, yeah, just like last time, I'm going to lead you on a little bit and we're going to go into the quote of the episode. Okay, so this quote is, with life, no matter what you do, you are all in. This is going to kill you. You might as well play the most magnificent game you can. Because, do you really have anything better to do? Uh, and this quote is brought to you uh, from Jordan Peterson, a well-known author and uh, very, very intelligent man. Uh, I've enjoyed all of his books so far, and I have his most recent one pre-ordered from, from Amazon, and I am, I'm really looking forward uh, to reading that book. So, uh, just like last time, let's talk a little bit about uh, this quote. So, he says, with life, no matter what you do, you are all in. So, life is life. You, you either live it or you don't. And if we're going to be here, should we not make the most of our time, of our effort, of our passions? Uh, yeah, yeah, we should. So if you, if you let life do it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to drag you down. You're going to get stuck on all of the, the bad stuff. And just like yesterday's quote where we talked about owning your, your own problems, not scapegoating onto other people, this quote builds on that. So take ownership for your problems and make sure that you are living the best life that you can. Make the best future that you can and enjoy yourself while you're doing it. Play that most magnificent game while you can. Uh, because we, we've got a rather short time here in the grand scope of things. Okay. So, um, moving on to the knives in this episode. So, we've got another two uh, twofer with knives today, and the the first one that we're going to talk about is one that is actually not currently in my collection. Uh, so, as I have mentioned in in episodes uh, previously, I'm a big fan of big knives, and if a knife is just even marginally too small, uh, I tend to get rid of it. So, and this is one of those knives that kind of fell into. Uh, into that rut of being just a little bit smaller than I would like it to have been. Uh, and this knife is uh, the Chavez Redención Street, and this was the drop point version. Uh, so this is a knife from Ramon Chavez. Um, Ramon and uh, his wife, Lori, um, operate the, the company Chavez uh, together. It was established in 2010, so they have been going through 10 almost 11 years of, of making uh, fantastic knives. The two of them really started that company uh, in this brand with an intention to make uh, knives that were superior at holding an edge and that would hold up to abuse. So they built these knives for you know that, that carpenter or that laborer, that construction guy out there that uh, you know, is 
beating on stuff all day and they need to have a tool in their pocket, a sharp edge in their pocket that's going to stand up to abuse. Uh, and, and Ramon, he, he seems to really deliver on that goal. Uh, so they do everything from custom knives to production knives, and I believe, to my knowledge, all of their production knives are uh, made or manufactured by Riot. Um, and Riot is, they, they do a fantastic job with, uh, with production of knives. Um, adding to what their intentions were, uh, a little interjection that I have is that this knife, you can tell when you pick it up, it, it has heft to it. It has a, a solid feel. It, it's like holding a, a piece of industrial equipment, but it's a, it's a fine, sharp edge tool. Uh, and my, my actual comment that I wrote down here was, this is the type of knife that looks classy, but you can also beat the hell out of it. And that's, that's incredibly true of these uh, Chavez knives. So I had the Redentian Street just for a short time. Uh, I traded it off to uh, a friend of mine in the uh, Instagram EDC community because he was, he was looking for that uh, particular uh, one. Uh, and I offloaded it to him and then uh, ended up tracking down a, um, an Ultramar uh, 229. So it's the full-size version of that exact same knife uh, in M390 instead of the CPM S35VN, which the Redention Street comes in. So let's talk about the specs of this knife. So blade length is a, a humble three and a quarter inches. So just a little bit under that three and a half, which is kind of like my base point for the most uh, for most knives. And quite honestly, um, if the two two nine wasn't available, I would have kept this uh, the street version, this three and a quarter inch version, easily. Uh, it definitely felt a little bit bigger than that three and quarter uh, in the hand. Very solid knife, S35VN. Definitely felt like it was harder than most S35VN. So I'm, I have a tendency to, especially recently, I've started to move away from the S30, S35, S45, um, even into like the S90V, S110V. I hate those steels. Um, but this S35 really felt different. And I mean different from even the... The Chris Reeves knives, uh, which when I'm looking at S35, I kind of look at Chris Reeve as the the pinnacle of the the heat treat and production uh, of the S35. And I feel like Ramon has done a better job. I feel like his knife, whether it's the the grind, the um, the geometry of the blade, whatever it is, I feel like he does a better job with edge retention than than even Chris Reeve does. Um. But that those are kind of the couple of the big reasons why why that knife isn't part uh, of my collection. Um, one reason that I've put Chavez in my in my top ten list is because picking up that that Redencion Street, it was probably one of the few knives that instantly instilled a confidence uh, in itself. So. Um, I, for a long time, carried fixed blade knives for when I wanted to have something that was robust, uh, could be depended on, and 
you know, I could I could really use it for those hard hitting tasks. And only in the last few years, as I've delved deeper into the EDC community, have I really found that folders can provide that same level of of rigidity and uh, depend um, dependability that that a fixed blade would. And the Chavez is a is the poster child of that. the The frame lock locks up super solid the titanium scales feel rigid in the hand um, it feels like the type of knife that i could take camping i could baton with it i could um, i could carve wood i could make traps i could do whatever i wanted to with a chavez and that's why i replaced the street with the even better version uh, of the of the 229 with the, the M390, because if they can do that with S35VN, oh, I can't wait to see what that M390 blade has to, um, has to offer. So let's go through some thoughts uh, of the knife. So first off is the look. The look is, is absolutely beautiful. The lines of a Chavez knife are, um, absolutely gorgeous the street uh, actually comes with uh, inlays most of the streets uh, come with inlays you have a nice uh, complex or compound bevel on the front of the knife which really gives a lot of eye-catching lines um, with the knife but also the change in the angles really adds to the stability of the blade so especially at the end where you've got those compound bevels all meeting, you've got some nice peaks, you've got some angular, some triangle kind of shapes. Those are all extremely, extremely strong lines. So if you wanted to jam this knife into a concrete block uh, and try to break that concrete block apart, this is one of those knives that would probably stand up to that kind of abuse. And again, not telling you to go out and take your $400 knife and jam it into a block of concrete. But if you're the type of person that wants to buy that one tool that sticks in your pocket and you can depend on it 100% of the time, this is one of those knives that I would probably depend on. Um, so the complex bevels look wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And if you have watched or listened to the previous episode where I was talking about the Mordax, one of the comments that I made about the Mordax was that I would love to see that blade in a hollow grind. Well, guess what Ramon did? He produced the Redencion with the uh, drop, drop point and a Tanto. The drop point is a hollow grind uh, blade. Boom. You want to talk about a beefy, chunky piece of blade steel that feels like a slicey fillet knife, you got it in the Chavez. So, tons of stuff working for it in the looks department, in the blade steel, in the grind, in the scales. They fit your hand like a glove. Let's talk about the, the cons. Okay, so we've talked about all the, the pros. Uh, of the Chavez and getting into that, let's talk about a couple of the cons that I have. So the first con is that the chamfer, uh, the the angular grind that goes around the scales, there are a lot of points where the contours of the scales change. 
and those chamfers meet and because titanium is such a, a rigid material if you just take that uh, that lathe or that router and you go around and you make that chamfer and you leave those points those little points are tiny sharp little spears that are going to jam into every soft piece of your hand um I work with my hands a decent amount. I'm always crawling in in disgusting places with uh, with inspections. I do not like gloves in any way, shape, or form. So if I'm making something, if I'm doing woodworking, if I'm doing carpentry, if I'm doing my inspections, there's not gloves on my hands. I absolutely hate them. So when it comes to the the pads of my hands, my fingers, everything is pretty heavily calloused. I've got some nice thick calluses uh, even on the fingertips i have trouble feeling when i sharpen the burr on the edge of the knife because the calluses are kind of on the thick side but on the back of the palm you know where the the thumb meat is and that back side the calluses are a little bit thinner and flipping and fidgeting with that knife i found a couple of spots that were just getting a little bit irritated uh, on the back side of my hand, and then as I continued to look around, I found that every single spot where those chanfers um, collided together, there was a little microscopic pinpoint uh, of of sharp titanium in that spot. Uh, I did solve it with the the street that uh, I ended up getting rid of uh, by taking some ten thousand grit automotive sandpaper. This would be the wet sandpaper, uh, taking a little bit of water, touching it on the edge. Uh, and I took that piece of uh, 10,000 grit sandpaper, cut a square off and then glued it to a small piece of wood. So that gave me a nice rigid, um, surface for that sandpaper. So I didn't have to worry about it curving and really just busting up all of the material on the scale. I just wanted to touch that point and nothing else. And I don't have any files that have that kind of a high grit uh, feeling to them. So I knocked down all of those points with that uh, 10,000 grit automotive sandpaper, a little bit of water, uh, and then that problem was solved. Um, so completely done with, uh, with that one. Uh, on top of that, the... The other th problem that I had with it was the, the shortness of the blade. That is just my personal problem with buying the wrong version of the, the Chavez or trading for the wrong version of the Chavez. Um, one of my friends in, the, uh, in an Instagram group, uh, MB Wild, actually, <laughs> actually termed me the Goldilocks of, of Chavez because I, I went from the street to the, the Liberation uh, liberation was not for me either. Um, and then I went from the liberation, liberation to the 229 Tanto. Uh, and I didn't like any of the three, perf like they weren't my perfect knife. Uh, and here recently I've gotten into the, the habit of if something isn't top 10 material, um, it, it gets nicked, it gets sent out the door. And uh, all three of those Chavez's had just minor intricacies to them that that were just enough for me to not want want to keep them. Uh, so I went through the street. I went through um, the two two nine Redencion in the Tanto and the the Liberation, and uh, none of those three were particularly for me, but. All three of those knives were fantastic. 
um, in their own right. So if it wasn't for me being such a particular guy, um, all three of those are, are grails for a large portion of the community that's out there. So I feel really blessed that I was able to uh, at least get my hands on all three of them and uh, try them out. And I am so looking forward to the Redemption 229 drop point um, that should be hopefully coming in in the next couple of days. Okay. So ooh, 16 minutes in and we're just finishing up uh, with the Chavez. So that's kind of a... Uh, a top-down view, top-level view of, of Chavez, what I like, what I don't like, uh, some basics behind the company. Now moving on to, to something new. So another uh, Instagram uh, follower and friend um, actually brought up something to me in a message today. Uh, where he was like, you know, something I'd like to hear from you is is what's in your pocket during during your your episodes. You know, I want to want to hear what you got in your pocket. I think that that's a that's a good EDC thing to to do. So, uh, shout out uh, to this gentleman. His name is Dan. Uh, you can find him at underscore Dan D A N Lawson L A W S O N underscore Dan Lawson. Uh, he's got an awesome page, lots of knife, some beer. Uh, he takes some great shots and just an all around great guy. Uh, I've conversed with him quite a few times. He's always commenting on my posts. Um, and I thought that the idea that he brought up here was, was absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to go through what's currently in my pockets. So, uh, Again, if you guys are following me on Instagram, you are going to know that uh, today I was carrying my Sabenza. So this is my uh, Sabenza 21, uh, Chris Reeve Knives Sabenza 21, uh, with the Insingo blade. Uh, this current one has uh, black micarta inlays, and I've just recently got it back from uh, Razor Ramon doing some some modding. So this one, he did a brass on brass, so it's a brass anodization in on the, the scales with a bead blast, and then a nice uh, shiny um, brass on all of the hardware. He uh, sharpened it and sent it back, and then I immediately polished the washers so that I could get that nice, easy flick uh, action and resharpened uh, the blade because I wanted it just a bit sharper and I love to see those those mirror edges. So I uh, do all my sharpening on a uh, Wicked Edge system. It's my absolute favorite sharpener. Um, and this knife really came back to life. So again, let's do a little bit of ASMR. I uh, apologize I didn't get to do it with the, the Chavez, but I do not currently have it in my possession. So let's, let's hear this CRK click open. Mmm. Yeah, yeah, she's a beauty. So on top of the uh, Chris Reeves Sabenza, I also have the Vero Engineering Fulcrum. Uh, this fulcrum was also customized by um, Ray, 
he did a brass anodize on this. And because I wanted to keep the Vero imagery, uh, he did not uh, bead blast. Uh, I was kind of hoping that I could get it bead blasted, but because the, the imagery was so important for me to keep on it, uh, that was not possible. So uh, number one, Vero Fulcrum. Also have my Apple AirPod Pros. That's something that I keep on my person all the time. I like to shut out the world and be able to think a little bit, so uh, that stays in my pocket as well. Uh, I've got my truck keys, which have a uh, key smart key organizer, and then uh, I also have a uh, quick disconnect with the magnet from uh, Urban Carvers. Uh, so over there at Urban Carvers, I have the, the titanium version with the lightning anodize. And uh, that's a real fantastic way to organize your keys. So a key smart, key bar, something like that, and then one of those quick release magnets. Uh, typically what I'll do is I leave the house in the morning. I disconnect my house keys from my truck fob. I put my house keys in the console in my truck, and that way I can walk around all day not inhibited by a pocket full of keys. So that's a real fantastic thing to have as well. I have my wallet, uh, which is a... Beautiful leather wallet, handmade by Ross at Anchor Heritage. So he's uh, he's another guy from the Instagram community that I've become really, really great friends with. Uh, he's from up in the beautiful countryside of Canada, and he makes some absolutely gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous um, wallets and other leather goods. So I think I have three wallets from him, and uh, I also have an EDC gear organizer, all all made in leather. The wallet that I have is called the Hemingway, so it is uh, named after the wonderful author. Um, and this, this thing is in my pocket all the time. I've got two wallets, exactly the same design, just made with different leathers. And uh, I don't think that I'm ever going to put a different wallet in my pocket, if I'm being honest. Uh, continuing on with the EDC, and I apologize, this is a little bit longer-winded than I thought it would be, uh, but I carry a lot of stuff in my pocket. So, uh, knife number two of three that is currently on my person today is the Little Viper uh, from Vox Knives. So this is a tiny little knife, um, way under the three and a half inch that I would typically use. I believe this is a two and a half inch blade made of M390 steel, has some beautiful brass colorations on it. This will be on the on my Instagram here soon uh, in a photo. I just got to get it there. Another ASMR point here. Let's listen to this beauty. Mm. And the detent on this little guy here is tuned absolutely perfect. When you flick that open, it really thwacks open with a vengeance. I'm carrying two pins on my person today. The uh, first one is from Tanner and Scribe. Uh, it's a another handmade pin. Uh, this is a gentleman that is uh, currently uh, in the armed forces and is living in uh, Japan right now. So this, this pen made it across the, the seas and the oceans to get to me, and it's absolutely fantastic, something I keep on me all the time. I also have a Big Idea Designs uh, Pocket Pro. This is the twist 
version. So I keep one of these as a, as a nice backup pin. This one is in brass, patina-ing beautifully. Uh, and then I also have a second Vero Fulcrum Mini in black stone wash. Uh, let's see, what watch am I wearing today? I am currently wearing the G-Shock. And what model is this? You know, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's the Mudmaster. Um, yeah, the Mudmaster World Time, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's it's a newer watch to my, my collection. It's something that I've uh, really enjoyed. Uh, it's one of the ugliest watches that I have, but uh, super interesting to wear. Uh, so that's on the list as well. And for brevity's sake, I think we're going to cut the what's in my pocket off right there for today because we've got a second knife to talk about and we are 24 minutes in so just another quick shout out to dan so that is underscore dan lawson on instagram you guys go and give him a follow give him a shout out there and let's move on to the second knife Uh, the second knife is probably going to be a big surprise to everybody that it's actually on my list uh, and that is the Wee Knives Streak. Uh, so Wee Knives is a is a Chinese based company, and uh, the the parent company was founded in 2010, and they actually help to manufacture different cutlery items, uh, chef knives, things like that. And the Wee Knife brand, I believe, actually started in 2016. So their EDC kind of pocket knife side has been active for for almost five years uh, and they've really quickly became one of the biggest uh, Chinese knife manufacturers out there and there's there's kind of a stigma behind uh, buying Chinese uh, stuff and I am I'm right there with everybody if I have the chance to buy American and the majority of my knives are uh, designed and manufactured in the USA but some of these places out of China have really started to make some fantastic stuff and not at least giving them a, a marginal chance, I think would be a disservice to a lot of our pockets. So the uh, company started in 2010, We Knives launched in 2016, and their, um, their motto is Made Better. Not to be confused with Build Back Better, uh, which is a popular slogan of a uh, a politician and president-elect uh, Joe Biden, and I'm sure I'm I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that he didn't plagiarize "Build Back Better" from "Made Better," um, which would be the "We Knives" slogan. <clears throat> but moving on, so this "We Knives" uh, streak is a. Uh, a beautiful lined knife. It kind of reminds me of a, a katana in some ways. Got some beautiful lines. It has uh, G10 scales. My particular one is uh, forest green. Uh, has an overall length of 8 inches and a blade length of 3.45. Uh, has a beautiful flat grind with an M390 blade. Uh, much like the Chavez, the... The blade shape is is really nice. So it's got a full flat grind, or sorry, a flat grind, um, going down to a a nice 
tight bevel. And then on the top of the knife, uh, you've got some, some compound grind as well. So as you go out through the flat grind and you get to the end, you have multiple bevels meeting, which gives you two triangles stacked on top of each other. Again, a nice shape to give that blade some good rigidity and, and balance. The G10 has some beautiful texturing, uh, and it has some nice grip with some good aggressive jimping right on the back of the blade where your, where your thumb meets it for some good control and grippage. The action on this knife is extremely smooth, um, has a decent fidget factor, and uh, has a pretty minimal clip, which the, my only problems with the clip, one is the color, and the second one is the clip is so small that I actually sometimes have a hard time getting it clipped on my pocket. So as the clip has worn in, it has become easier. But when the knife was brand new, I a lot of times had to uh, to take two fingers to or two hands to grab a hold of my pocket, stretch it, and then slide the clip over it until that clip wore in. Um, the the price. The price of this knife is where I think this really shines, and one of the reasons why this Chinese knife has hit the the top 10 list for me. So as we spoke, it's an M390 knife, and I just found a retailer online that is selling the Wii Knives Streak, this exact color, everything about it, same as mine, for $119. So for $120, you can have a very well-performing M390 steel with a frame lock knife, skeletonized liners, G10, um, beautiful, beautiful knife, and something that will stand the test of time, something that you could just beat the daylights out of and not cry yourself to sleep at night when you break something on it. Uh, which is, again, one of the reasons why why it's in the top 10 for me. So, cons. Cons of this knife. The, the first one is the thickness of this, of this knife. So, the blade has, has a nice size to it, has a nice thickness. There's a little bit of heft there. But the scales feel like they're about 30% too thick for the thickness of the blade. And I have actually considered, since this one has been abused, I will never be able to trade it or or sell it. Nobody's going to buy this. I have really considered trying my hand at modding these scales on my own uh, and just seeing how it turns out. Because honestly, if it doesn't turn out well, I'm not at a huge loss with this knife. Uh, but I would really like to to round out the the scales a little bit, thin it out, just because I think that it would make this knife so much nicer to use. Um, And then the lock bar. So the lock bar on this knife is part of that skeletonized liner. The jimping that's cut into it is really aggressive. And even though I've got some pretty hefty calluses on my thumb, if I hold this knife in my pocket and I take it out and I'm fidgeting with it through the day, I look down at my thumb, it looks like I've been bass fishing for the day. So all you fishermen out there, you know if you're... If you're on a heater and you're getting bass all day long, those little tiny teeth every time you lip that bass, your thumb is going to be very torn up at the end of the day. That's kind of how I feel about the the jimping on the lock bar of this knife. 
not a huge deal. Again, I could touch it up with some sandpaper, and I haven't yet um, for a reason that I don't even really know. I really need to do that. Um, but that's, that's another one of the cons for it. The knife's super simple, uh, super elegant. Like I said, it has that nice, uh, super pointy katana-like feel, uh, real stabby. Um, the skeletonized liners definitely give the G10 scales some hefty rigidity uh, without adding a whole bunch of weight. So even though these scales are super, super thick, because of the skeletonization of the, the liner and the G10 material, the, the heft of this knife isn't weight-based. It's all just size. Uh, which leads me really to, to my last complaint about uh, this knife. And again, this is, this is my own fault for my choice in knives. So along with the, um, the modding of the scales, I've actually thought about dyeing the scales black because the, the streak that I have has forest green scales with a two-tone blade, which is just the, um, the naked M390 steel with a black coating uh, on the rest of it. So it does have a nice two-tone look to it. But here's the color combination. So black and, and metal, blue anodization on the hardware, green, forest green G10 with a forest green black backspacer. Back spacer. So you've got green on blue on black, on silver. And looking at the knife, it still looks fantastic, but my gosh, those colors are are absolutely terrible. So, 33 minutes in, let's let's round this up. Let's finish this off. So, both of these knives are high on my my list of recommendations. All the knives in my top 10 list are um, if you are not someone that cares about a knife being having a blade that's five inches long and being the size of a uh, claymore uh, from the Dark Ages, the Chavez Redencion Street is going to be a top-tier knife for anybody that wants to put it in your pocket, uh, put it in their pocket. It's absolutely gorgeous. The, the blade is fantastically made. The grind is second to none. The uh, S35VN steel is also second to none. It's, uh, it's a top choice. Uh, and I'm thinking that the, that the 229 that's coming in uh, here soon is going to be a definite top five knife for sure because it's the exact same as the street, just with an improved blade steel and larger larger build. Uh, so top tier choice with that. If you want a, a, an amazing knife on a budget and probably the most budget knife on my entire top 10 list would be the Wii Knives Streak. Uh, if you haven't had the chance to use one, you haven't had the chance to, to see one, look it up, uh, trade for it, buy one uh, at $119. I think this thing is a steal with M390 steel. Um, so let's end off the, the podcast with the last little bit of ASMR. Let's listen to the Wee Knives Streak, and then we'll round out with some music. Uh, I will be getting another episode prepared here in the next couple of days. I know that we're running out of year, and I'd really like to finish off this top 10 list uh, 
by the time December is ready to come to a close. So a lot of these episodes are coming out just like a shotgun blast here at the end of the year, giving you guys a bunch of content to listen to while you're uh, sitting around waiting for, for things to go on, especially in this time of year where we may not have the family get-togethers that we normally do and your time off of work may be filled with boredom. I hope that this podcast gives you uh, a little reprieve from that boredom. So as I've said before, I hope that uh, you guys have a, a great holiday season. I hope you've enjoyed the content. If you want to have a conversation with me, I welcome them. Uh, it is uh, really gets me uh, happy, really gets me jazzed up when I get a message on Instagram that says something like, hey, I just finished listening to your podcast. I like this and I like this and I like this. Uh, I w- can't wait to see more of it, listen to more of it. Here's, uh, here's some ideas. Do you ever think about talking about this? I absolutely love it. So if you want to send me a message, do it. I will be sure to respond back to you. Let's wrap up with this ASMR uh, and uh, some music. <laughs> 